And welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from storytellers around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? What's your reason to be cheerful at the moment? Some people don't like November. They think it's a bit gloomy. But I rather like it. I love the trees turning bright red and yellow. And the candles. And the stars, which seem to twinkle more brightly at this time of year. We've got a funny story for you this week. It's called The Fox and the Raven. It could even be called The Stinky Cheese Wars, but it's not. The storyteller this week is new to Super Great Kids Stories, or unless you're a subscriber. His name is Paul Albra, and he's a friend of Tien and Duyeb, who told us the ghost of the bloody finger. And like Tien, he's very funny. If you're a subscriber, you might remember his bonus stories, Rumpelstiltskin or the three little pigs who were called Jeremy, Jennifer and Jenkins. Paul likes to tell his own version of old stories. The story this week is a fable. That's a kind of story with a little lesson in it. Usually the main characters are animals, of the talking type of course. The fox and the raven includes a dapper fox, a scruffy raven and some very smelly sheep's cheese. The original tale comes from ancient Greece and it's really, really old. It's thought that it was first told by a man called Aesop who was a slave and a storyteller. He was born in about 600 BC. That is a really, really, really long time ago. His stories were passed from one generation to another by word of mouth, until they were eventually written down, but not until about 300 years after Aesop died. So, for 300 years at least, these stories lasted simply by being told and passed on from one friend to another to another. Hurrah! Now, just before we start our story, can you think of any super great kids stories with foxes or with birds in them? Well, we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Are you ready? Off you go. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. Well, how did you get on? Did you remember any stories with foxes or crows in them? There's Fox at a Party. Did you remember that one? And The Fox and the Foolish Fishes. Oh, and Mrs Rabbit and the Fox. And there's lots of bird stories. How about How the Phoenix Got Its Feathers? And No Way Jose with the Chicken. And How Raven Brought Light to the World. And The Owl of the Oak. And The King of the Birds. 
and the crow and the turtle. Oh, I could go on and on. Did you remember some of these? I wonder how many you remembered. Now, back to our fable about a fox and a raven. Are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then let's give a warm welcome to Paul Olborough. Once upon a time, a long time ago, there was an island. A beautiful place with lush green fields and tall, strong trees. There were animals of all sorts on this island. And there were absolutely loads of sheep. Small sheep and fat sheep, black sheep and white sheep, grey sheep and old sheep, little baby lambs, and one sheep who really enjoyed wearing fancy hats. Now back then there were only a few people, and most of the people on this island, naturally enough, were sheep farmers. The farmers on this island wore lovely woolly coats in the winter time and ate delicious sheep cheese in the summer time. Did you know you can get sheep cheese? Well, you can. And this cheese was unbelievably tasty. The sheep all lived in fields by the sea and fed on herbs from the cliffs, and so their cheese was a deliciously herby flavour that also tasted of the seaside. You'll have to take my word for it, but this sheep cheese really was something else. In fact, it was so nice that the farmers were very careful with who they gave their cheese to. Unfortunately, one beast, an enormous raven, well, he couldn't get enough. This raven had a mean temperament and a selfish outlook, and he regularly swooped down to steal cheese from the farmer's picnics and then stored it in his nest in a high tree where nobody could get it. As you can imagine, it was a pretty stinky nest. The raven was very greedy, and because of him, the farmers were even more careful with who they gave their cheese to. They wouldn't leave it anywhere, and they wouldn't give any to any of the other animals because they were already cross at the raven. Caw, caw, caw! He boasted from his tree, annoying the other animals with his cry. I've got more cheese than I might ever need! Caw, caw, caw! The raven was not a popular bird. However, also on this island was a fox, a sly and cunning fellow with quick wits and a smart green waistcoat. He had a family to feed and was always getting up to mischief and trickery so that he could get food for his family and also for himself. One day, his cousin, an otter, was chatting to him about the raven. I'm really tired of that big old raven, said the otter, who popped round to babysit while the fox was out hunting. He's always making all that racket and going on about cheese when all we have to eat is like little fish and sticks and daisies. I don't see why he gets all the nice treats in that big stinking tree of his. The fox agreed. He might have been a trickster and sometimes even a thief himself, but he could not bear people who were greedy. Fairness was very important for all the animals to live together, so he decided to do something about it. Out went Fox, wandering along, and he passed by the tree where the raven was sitting, munching on a massive hunk of that delicious sheepy cheese. The fox, looking very dapper in his little waistcoat, leaned up against the tree and shouted, Oh my! Could it be? Is that a beautiful peacock above me? Some kind of exotic parrot? 
Perhaps a bird of paradise? The raven looked around and then realised the fox was talking to him. He blushed. Not that you can really tell when a raven is blushing, but take my word for it. And the raven yelled down with a mouthful of cheese. My, my, said the fox, trying his best to sound genuine. A raven? How astounding. I have never seen a raven with such beauty as yours. Would that I could hear you sing. I can only imagine it would sound like a choir of the finest songbirds, whistling a melody so beautiful it could make a pig weep. Ah, tis only a dream, but I'd love to hear that beautiful song. The raven was delighted. Nobody had spoken to him in this way. In fact, nobody had really spoken to him much at all since he started hoarding all the cheese. Raven opened his mouth and sung. His rasping cry of caw, caw, caw sounded less like a choir of songbirds and more like a sack of gravel being thrown down some stairs. But he sung and sung. And of course, when he sung, he dropped the cheese from his mouth straight into the fox's arms. Oh, how marvellous. Thanks awfully, said the fox with a wicked smile. It seems you have found your voice, dear bird. But where on earth do you keep your wits? The boastful raven was outraged at being tricked, and he flapped his enormous wings ready to strike. Unfortunately, while doing so, he knocked his whole nest over, and it fell to the floor, raining cheese down everywhere. Animals came running in all directions. It's raining cheese, sung the mice. It's a cheesy miracle, cried a rabbit. This is cheese-tastic, said a cheeky vole. They all took their cheese, with the fox running away with the largest hunk for his family and to share with the otter for babysitting. And, looking like a big black cloud with feathers, the raven sat grumpily in his tree, thinking that maybe he shouldn't have been so greedy after all. Ah. Thanks very much to Paul Albrough for that story. It made me laugh out loud. I like the animals having nothing to eat but sticks and daisies. And the ravens singing sounding like a sack of gravel being thrown down the stairs. Very clever. I wonder if you could make up your version of that story. And what do you think the lesson in that story was? Have a little think and see if your grown-up has the same idea. Now, did you know that in Britain some folk believe that ravens protect the British crown? They act a bit like security guards. People say that if the ravens ever leave the Tower of London where the crown jewels are kept, then Britain will no longer be a sovereign country. In other words, it will lose its power. So today, at least six ravens are kept at the Tower of London more Raven Facts in our Owlet Letter for subscribers this week. Now, we really love hearing from you, so it's time to dig deep into our bag of happies and say some thank yous. Thanks first to new Owlets who've been fluttering into our nest. Over first to Omokoroa in New Zealand. And hello to six-year-old James who loves listening to super great kids at dinner time with his family. And hello to Leo, who is four. 
He lives in Downington, Pennsylvania in the US with his brother Zeke, who is one, and his baby sister, Naya. His favourite stories are Mama Dragger and The Ghost of the Bloody Finger, but he says he loves them all. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Leo. And hoo 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 and hello to Talia, who is eight, and Hannah, who is six, who live near Washington, D.C. in the U.S. Their favourite story recently has been the super great scary story, The Hairy Toe. Eek! And hello to Owlet Ollie from Sydney in Australia. Ollie has sent us a beautiful picture of why the whale has a sad song. I just love the different textures you've used for the water and the sky, and the blues and the purples, and the little group of friends, the eagle and the crab and the frog. Just lovely. Well done, Ollie. That's one of my favourite stories too. And and a very big thanks to all of you who've been supporting us on Apple, Patreon and Ko-fi. We rely on your donations and subscriptions to keep producing Super Great Kids stories and to pay our storytellers. If you'd like to support us, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, which you'll find on our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. And now, you're all so good at drawing, it's really hard to choose. But here are my picture picks for this week. Nine-year-old Graham from Riverton in Utah in the US has drawn a wonderful picture of a Nancy and the magic yams. I especially like all those yams running, jumping, rolling, hopping and skipping after Brother Tiger, who is trying to run away from them. So imaginative and very funny too. Thank you, Graham. And thanks to seven-year-old Ari from Brooklyn in New York. Ari's illustration of Br'er Rabbit and the Big Wind is so witty. Poor Tiger is looking very cross, all tied up against a tree, having been tricked by Br'er Rabbit. I also love the little insects you've included in the long grass and the breadfruit falling from the tree. A super great picture of a super great story. Thank you, Ari. And six-year-old Antonio from Goa in India has drawn a beautiful picture of how the phoenix got its bright feathers. I love all the little berries on the ground that the phoenix shared with the other birds. And how majestic she looks with all her new feathers, especially her tail feathers. Thank you for sharing that, Antonio. And thanks to all of you who sent in pictures this week. So glad you're enjoying the stories. If you'd like to see those pictures, then go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash stories. That's it for this week, and thanks for all your pictures and messages. You seem to particularly like the hairy toe story. Remember, if you like scary stories, you get a brand new scary story each month if you subscribe. Bye for now. Keep telling your stories and singing your songs, but preferably not singing like Raven. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London. <laughs> <laughs>